what is Walt Disney World like during a pandemic? I'm going to talk about my experience this past week there, as well as some of the latest news. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everybody to episode 277 of Traveling with the Mouse. This is for Friday, July 24th, 2020. My name is Adam, and I am joined today by John. Can they imagine two? Was that supposed to be... That's Figment. That's your favorite character. (laughs) I was like... I can't really do a good Figment voice, I guess. I probably should have chosen something different. Gotcha. And Jason. I'm back. Did you miss me? Always. I listened to the show. It sounded good. It just missed a little something. I'm just saying. Missed a a whole third of it. Yeah, there was a lot of banter you missed out on. It just trailed off. I'm just glad to be back. We missed the COVID report. Yeah, I'm yeah. staying away from you, Adam. I, I know we're on this podcast, but yeah. I am sitting six feet from my microphone. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just in case. Well, it's really your headphones that you hear me on, so you need a mask no. over your headphones. Maybe we should not listen. Let's mute Adam. No, I'm still here. So far, so good. No symptoms as of yet. But it's only been like three days since I've been back. So I'm pretty hopeful that you will be fine. I mean, they've taken a lot of precautions. And from what I've seen, there was nobody really there. There were people there. But I I was trying to think what could I compare to. It was definitely less than a Halloween party or a Christmas party. Is it more than an after hours? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was a little more than an after-hours event. Although the one you went to at Hollywood Studios seemed to be pretty similar based on the wait times. I think Slinky was a 30-minute wait at that Hollywood Studios after-hours. Yeah. I would say it averaged probably at that 30 range, 20 to 30 minutes, somewhere in there. So it may have been slightly less than that, but... Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway averaged like an hour wait the entire time. So, Wow, so you got to ride that for the first time, huh? I did, yes. It was kind of lucky. I'll, I'll get into that, how we ended up getting on it without having to wait an hour, even though we kind of waited an hour. But You got to be the first of any of us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, did you ride any modes of transportation just for fun yes i know what you're getting at two actually which ones did you ride the monorail of course and the skyliner of course how many times did you ride each for fun (laughs) (laughs) well because my son loves the skyliner so much we rode it twice skyliner's where it's at now but we rode monorail's old news yeah okay I, I just I just wanted to bring that back from our poll question. What was our poll question this week? <laughs> well, let's see. What was it again? Well, it was the Magic Kingdom one, but my memory is very short today. Apparently. But that was what did we talk about that last week? The one about the monorail and the Skyliner. Uh, Actually, that was a long time ago, man. That was our first poll, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> saying that was. Well, I assume the, that's the what one we had. He was talking about the one we had before. The one about which land do you typically start with mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom right. was when do you plan on going back to Walt Disney World? Oh. And next year, one was seventy three percent. Right. 
Well, I guess I can answer already been now, but it's too late. Yeah, if, if, too the, late. if the poll was still going. Too late. But since you brought it up, the results of which land do you typically start with at Magic yeah. Kingdom, Adventureland won with a whopping 50% of the vote. That's the one I tend to gravitate to in my mind. I would think just go to Adventureland. But we went to Fantasyland both times when we first started, mainly because of my kids. I mean, we went straight to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and then the next time we went to Small World first, I think. And I see, I guess in this poll, technically you, everybody has to start with Main Street, but that's <laughs> like a given. Yeah, well, that's why we said so, from the hub, where do you go? Yeah, we didn't say that in the question, but, you know, oh, well, I think everybody understood. That was that, what was implied, solid. yeah. Yeah. Tomorrowland was second with 38%, by the way. Fantasyland, 13%. And nobody goes to Liberty Square, not that votes on this poll anyway. Hmm. I guess because pretty much there's no reason to most of the time. Well, I would say in our challenge days, we passed through Liberty Square to rope Frontierland. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done that. And we also did that way to go to Pan that one time. Yeah, I mean, I guess most people don't think of first thing in the morning, I say, oh, I want to go to Hall of Presidents or (laughs) Haunted um, Mansion. Haunted Mansion. You know, they just don't think about that first thing in the morning. I'm sure some people rope Haunted Mansion, but. You know, now that I think about it, Mansion might be a good one to rope drop. <laughs> it probably would be a very short wait. Yeah, yeah, but it's a short anyway. wait for the whole first hour and a half of the day. Yeah. Well, I don't mean for a challenge. I just mean like in general. Well, I'm just saying like, let's assume we're back to normal times, right? If you are trying to plan a normal day and you are at rope, your rope should be something that is going to build a line quickly because... Like almost all of Frontierland and Adventureland are no waits for the first two hours in a normal operations, except for if you really wanted to ride Thunder, that would be the one to go to, I think, first, because it'll build the line the quickest. Now now it might be Splash, but Splash is probably going to be the one that's going to be the hardest now. Well, to be fair, I mean, it has another reason, obviously, to it, because people know its days are numbered, but the water rides throughout summertime are almost always quite popular in all their parks. Um, I don't know what Kali's been running right now as far as popularity, but usually in the heat, the water rides, long, lines tend to be longer. Mm-hmm. I want to see a reaction to someone roping uh, Swiss Family Robinson's treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I'm going to do that just, uh, just to do it. No. You know, one thing that we didn't put on the poll, because they only allow four answers apparently, Frontierland can be done technically if you go and get on the Railroad first thing in the morning. Not the railroads not yeah. operating at the moment. Right. Because I have started I have started with Frontierland via that way before by taking the railroad. If you pay for a VIP yeah. tour, can you go in a back entrance? Sure. Why not? Here's an interesting question though. If you got on the train and someone walked there to Liberty Square or whatever, would you who would get there first to say Splash or Big Thunder? The walking person. Absolutely. Especially if they Most power likely walk because there. it's because it's probably going to take a minute before they actually send the train off. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah I, I've never really been there at Rope when the train was working. But they don't run yeah. the train until after official Rope, correct? I wouldn't I think. Say. I mean, used to be the train was part of the opening thing. Yeah, but now, exactly. So now... Yeah, so, so let's say they open it at Rope, then they got to load it and do the whole spiel and chug along yeah you, 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 walking's way faster chug along right 
one news story that I wanted to mention since we're kind of talking about potential poll questions and past poll questions was this person that posted on Twitter saying that they got a survey from Disney. Again, this isn't necessarily confirmed, but according to him, he got this survey about Country Bear Jamboree saying, essentially, do you like this attraction? Is it boring? Is it exciting, inspirational, etc.? is kind of what he said. According to this source, others have also gotten similar surveys based on Carousel of Progress and Muppet Vision 3D. Those three have similar things in common as they are not as popular as they used to be, I would guess. Is that fair to say? I mean, every time I've been to Country Bear Jamboree lately, it's had a pretty decent crowd, I will say that. but I think it has had a pretty decent crowd. I mean, it's got a better crowd than... Other shows, I think, than some people would call good. I mean, before they redid, like, Canada Far and Wide and some of those things, there was some sparse attendance on those shows. Right, yeah, yeah. And Country Bear Jamboree is a tiny theater compared to Carousel of Progress and Muppet Vision 3D, for example. So what, what would you say Country Bear Jamboree is compared yeah, to Muppet the, Vision? Yeah. Gosh, you could fit, <laughs> like, five of I them. I mean... <laughs> I'm saying at least a third of you could at least fit a third. Yeah, like you could fit three Country Bear Jamborees probably in the in the Muppets Theater. Pretty close to it. So me personally, I don't see why that one would burn so much uh, energy necessarily compared to some of the other shows. It's such a small venue that I would hope they wouldn't close that one. I don't think it would have as big of an impact as the other attractions on that list but anyway the potential poll question would be what what would be the next ride to close because they did confirm primeval world stitches great escape and rivers of light are three particular attractions that are no longer going to exist at all permanently closed so and let's be honest with those three attractions all they did was pull the plug on the ventilator yeah I, mean, I thought Stitch's Great Escape was already gutted. That's what I've I had thought. I mean, I've seen the behind the magic stuff, you know, where they yeah. someone got in there. It was gutted. They, I mean, yeah, they had the cast member stuff in there. Right. But Primeval World, I know it's not a great attraction, but I, I think it's just Dino Land's going to be so sad because it's going to sit there rusting for how long? Forever? Yeah. yeah. It's not likely that they're going to do anything with that space. Right. I mean, do they just, I mean, I think they just have to redo that whole land, right? I mean, Dinosaur is still a decently popular ride, but just redo the whole land. Just at least, I don't never, I never really got the, as I've mentioned before, the joke or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah. Involving the whole meteorite hits the world's fair of dinosaurs or something, whatever it was. I can't remember how they described it. It just, I just mm-hmm. was lost on it pretty much. So, the roadside attraction kind of yeah, theming, along whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't know, it doesn't work, right? So, it never has worked. So, now the roadside attraction has one attraction. I mean, you have Triceratops spin. I mean, do you count dinosaur as part count, of that? Yeah, dinosaur is part of that no, land. I wouldn't, but anyway. what land is it in? I mean, it is, but yeah, it's part of Dino Land, but that. It's almost like two different lands. <laughs> yeah. Just about. It's not the kitschy, touristy part of the land, I guess, is what we're getting at. I think they had bigger plans for Dinoland originally, and then they kind of 
for budget reasons, just yeah. did what they did with the rest of it. <laughs> the were primeval world. If you go to Animal Kingdom and you don't know what you're doing, and you've never been before, and you just wander over to Dino Land, you're going to be like, huh, right? I have a playground, a crappy spinner, a rusted roller coaster, and if somebody tells you where to go, maybe you'll know how to get to Dinosaur. But that's not exactly obvious to a newbie. No, it is kind of tucked away. So, disappointment land, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it's very disappointing, actually. Because they have these carnival games, but nobody ever plays them. Because they're super expensive. They're, like, ridiculous. Right. So, it's pointless. And then the whole Donald Duck taking over the land kind of shot a very small dose of energy into it. Where you could meet some of the DuckTales characters. That was about it. <laughs> that was the only thing exciting about it. Yeah. And now that's ruined. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's no meet and greets anymore at the at the moment. So, yeah. It, there's not a restaurant worth talking about there. So, I wish I could remember specifically what it was laid out over there whenever I first went. Or you went the well, you went the same year. You went before yeah. actually. You went a few weeks before. Right. Yeah, I still had the radio. The radio Disney River Cruise was still going, and mm-hmm. it was actually called Countdown to Extinction, not Dinosaur. Right. I don't remember there being anything. I'm trying to remember what the layout looked like, though. I don't remember yeah. there being anything over there. I don't even know. Could you even walk over there <laughs> in that area? I don't yeah. remember. I know the Boneyard was there, of course. but Yeah, the Boneyard was still there. But that's the only other thing I remember there being was the Boneyard and... Uh, countdown to extinction slash dinosaur i might go out on a limb here i mean i do really like dinosaurs so this might be a little bit of an exaggeration but the boneyard might be the best part of dino land really yeah because kids yeah yeah for kids sure it's like the best in theme park playground whenever we were there and i like the way it was laid out it's huge i i watched aiden and Andrew, my kid, at the same time. Maybe Harrison was in there too by myself because there's one choke point where they can get out. Yeah. And you can just let them run. That's a good thing. One exit's a good thing. And they have the bridge over. I mean, it's a really good play area. Not that you can do that right now, but... Come on, we all know really the best part of Dinoland is Restaurantosaurus. No, it's it's (laughs) Dinosaur and the Boneyard. That's it. That's all you need. That's all there was originally. And Restaurantosaurus, <laughs> which, if I remember right, yeah, the first time that I went to Animal Kingdom, Restaurantosaurus was McDonald's themed, and now right, it's yeah. it's still kind of like the burgers and chicken type thing, but yeah. it's not McDonald's. Right. It's you their know. own generic crappy If we complain too much, they'll give us another barbecue restaurant. <laughs> it's true. That seems to be the trend. You don't like Flame Tree Barbecue? Have you tried Restaurant Dinosaur Barbecue? Right. Yeah. Dino barbecue. Could you order the Fred Flintstone style giant slab of rib or whatever he had? Well, I was going to say only if they had the Hanna Barbera rights. I think yeah. that actually belongs to Universal. Right. Probably. At the moment. Yeah. All enough people had to say was there's a lack of barbecue in Disney, and they were like, really? Yeah. Well, let's saturate the property with barbecue. Yeah. Here so. at Living with the Land, we have replaced all of the plants with pigs. Yeah, there's just pigs running around the <laughs> greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. I remember how their spiel used to always seem to revolve around the dragon fruit at one point in time. I don't think it it doesn't now, but you know they would this is the hog pen. Right. There's <laughs> something like that. That just makes me think though of that scene from Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. If that was the land you could get out and hunt help 
gather up some pigs and get them on the boat. Wrestles so the pigs. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why that jumped into my head, but it's like, and then for the second half of this ride, you can get out and push the boat <laughs> right into the swamp by you, while, while there's gators <laughs> jumping in. You might make it. A little bit more scarring for the children if it's just a long boat ride where you get to see the pigs, then you get to see the slaughter pen, then you right. get to see them, you know, dressing the pigs. It's just going to really get... And then smoking the pigs. <laughs> yeah. Please go to just, one of our 20 barbecue options here at Epcot. Right. Yikes. Well, okay. Primeval World, though, like, was a... Uh, back to trying to get back on track here, I guess. On Primeval World track? Yes. You'll be off the track again. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Well, it was a off-the-shelf ride. It was a carbon copy of a ride from a European park where a 10-year-old kid fell off of it. Didn't die, if I remember correctly. But no. a cast member has died doing maintenance on Primeval World. So I, I think ever since that incident, it was not going to operate very long after that. So yeah. it was inevitable. So, they never closed it after a cast member death, but a, kid in a your child room. gets thrown from it, and then they close it down. Yeah, not even that particular <laughs> ride. It was the copy of that same ride. I know. Yeah, from, not even in the, in this country. Right, but it's a it's not a great ride, right? I mean, I can live without it. Yeah, I'm not gonna miss it. When did we last ride it? Was it open at the end of July last year when we went? I don't remember. I feel like we did ride it in July. I think that would have been my last ride. Yeah, a year ago, probably. About a year ago, because it was not open for my September run. That's right. I was going to say, it seems like it was never open the last however many times that I've been over there. Yeah. So, for whatever reason. Yeah, there was a story today that the ride vehicles had been removed already from the track, so that was pretty quick. Hmm. I forgot yeah. where I saw that. Somebody posted a picture today of there are no ride vehicles on there anymore. They used to just have them sitting there. And, uh, so given that they're doing that so quick, do you think, given what the track is and everything, could they dismantle it pretty quick as well? Would they want to do that? And I hope so. I mean, it, it would be better than just leaving. Oh, I, mean, I think even an empty space would be better than leaving it there. Yeah, leaving an abandoned attraction sitting there. Let's, yeah. For rusting. I think it's a great backdrop for when they just put <laughs> cast members there to throw hula hoops around. That's what they did right, for like right. six months. Yeah, exactly. And they can't put a meet and greet in there anymore. But I guess you could have a character behind the fence, like standing on the track or something. You could put Donald or Goofy back there, just waving at people. The timing of this decision, you would suggest that, well, they're just trying to cut costs. But how much cost could that really have been costing yeah. them to operate? <laughs> Well, they weren't I mean, operating not a whole lot it. To it. They weren't operating yeah. it. I guess they were yeah. still running maintenance on it, though, so they could open it, right? I assume. Was... And what does closing Stitch for good save them? Because they already weren't yeah. running Stitch or doing anything yeah. to it. Yeah. Maybe they're just not going to put anything in there if they had plans to put something in there. They're just going to cut the budget for whatever was going to replace it. Just leave it vacant. Yeah. That one you can leave vacant because no one sees anything. I think just taking away the hope of it even being seasonal maybe just makes a difference. Who knows? Maybe. Rivers of Light, I can imagine being costly to run. Yeah, Yeah, that's costly to run. In a normal time, we would assume they would be coming up with a new nighttime show, right? 
We would, but didn't they already start closing Animal Kingdom earlier than they originally tried? Because I think they're seeing this whole thing as the nighttime Animal Kingdom, or at least that late. I think they're seeing it as a failed project. Well, nighttime Animal Kingdom is Pandora is great at nighttime. Right. right. But I just mean as late as 11 p.m. I think they're finding that as pretty much a failed. Oh, yeah. I think the only time they're opening Animal Kingdom that late is for after hours, which I've done an Animal Kingdom after hours, and it is fantastic. So just right. do that. So. Yeah. Well, it seems like Animal Kingdom right now is, if you want very low crowds, is the place to go. Most people are going to the other three, especially Hollywood Studios. It seems like, in my experience, Hollywood Studios was the most crowded uh, feeling. Yeah, I want to... Speaking of Animal Kingdom, back, I mean, back in the early days, the latest it would close would be like six. <laughs> back in the first early early days of Animal Kingdom's well, operation, was there there wasn't much to do after dark, right? They don't well, run, they don't run the safari after. They didn't dark. even have night lights, did they? Very rare. Well, and their big their big thing then, what they said was giving the animals a break, basically, mm-hmm. like they need to have their own privacy or something which they obviously stopped caring about several years later <laughs> since they stayed open until 11. Right. So apparently that wasn't an issue anymore. I guess they just figured they got used to it or something. I don't know. But that was the reason given at that point in time. Right, right. It makes sense at that time. <laughs> right. Now they're going to do a fireworks show just to like scare all the animals. Well, they stopped the Wildlife Express <laughs> train by four. They get rid of that. I mean, the nighttime choices of what makes sense is go ride Everest, go ride... And hang out in Pandora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not a lot there that really makes a difference whether it's nighttime or not. Pandora is the only thing that's different at night. Like it's that's about so it. So yeah. beautiful at night. And to me, even though they tried the whole Twilight Safari, Safari, yeah. I just didn't do it for me. I don't know. Is I like it better in the daytime. The I like Twilight it better. Safari is great for a challenge because they cut out half the Safari. <laughs> yeah, they cut out parts <laughs> of it. Yeah. It, I didn't mind it at dusk, but at night, night, it's like you can't see any hardly anything anyway, even with their little dusk lights. So it is kind of pointless. The best safari, obviously, is first thing in the morning. It's always like best first thing in the morning. Yeah, I actually used to like the whole storyline they had in it, and they just totally took that out. So right, yeah, of the poachers yeah. and all that. Will someone to a symbol one? The breaking, mm-hmm. the bridge breaking. Yeah, yeah, I know. Why did they stop doing that? Because that was genuinely scary. Your son still acts like the bridge is going to break every time we go over. Yeah, he does. Well, it does sound like it's going to break, but anyway. Yeah, but I mean, the whole shaking bridge, they should have kept that going at least. Well, they right. did. They did for a while after they took the other storyline out. Oh, yeah, that was still sort of like the, the one thing left. It was like the one Jungle Cruise joke that made it into the safari. Yeah. Right. But there are some other news stories that I did want to mention, like cheeseburger pods are back. Oh, cheeseburger pods. Did you have one? No, because I didn't go to Animal Kingdom. Oh. <laughs> At all? No. You know what's kind of sad is that you haven't been to Animal Kingdom this year, have you? Because uh, we didn't go last time. In did February. we? Hmm, we I were going to go. Been. We were going to go, and then the line was... To even get into the parking lot was so long, I called you and we just went to Magic Kingdom instead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, the last time was late December, so yeah, it wasn't hasn't this year. I have not been. I haven't been to Animal Kingdom since September. Crazy. The other story I wanted to mention though was about the Jose character on animatronic and Grand Fiesta tour. 
but it fell over and now has been removed, hopefully temporarily, from well, the it, show. It, it has to come back because it is the three <laughs> caballeros. <laughs> Unless they just change right. it. Won't make a lot of sense. <laughs> right. You get to the but, end of this, like, we're the three caballeros. Uh, mommy, um, there's two? Yeah. What they're going to do is, in the meantime, they're going to just have that one projection come back with the other two. <laughs> right, it's going to be projected. Yeah. That's probably, you know, they probably ca- that's probably the backup, actually, if they are if they were down. Kind of like the whole, uh, what was it, the Navi Shaman? Right. It's just you, ever seen, you ever seen the yeah. B-mode for that? I think we have, yeah, It's actually. basically a screen. Yeah. Yeah. So the B-mode for Caballeros could just be that they, you know, sink down, or like if their platform moves... Yeah, they just go down out of the way and There's a see screen. the old screen again. Yeah, they should. But it is kind of weird. The pictures I saw today of it, there's just like a pile of flowers there, like as if he died. <laughs> there's just like some <laughs> flowers sitting there where he would be. And it's like, okay, is this a memorial to him? <laughs> Did he die? Jose. Jose, Jose Carioca. No yeah. It's just kind of weird, right? Anyway. I guess it's the two caballeros. <laughs> Three gay caballeros. Well, well like yesterday, though, the song goes. they were, you know, he or when whenever this happened, I mean, it was early this week as you're hearing this, but he was still moving and he was playing his little guitar just sort of face down in <laughs> the ground. Yes. I did see someone on Twitter say something about make a reference to La Cava <laughs> being open or something like that. Right. And being back open <laughs> so he was doing the margarita grand fiesta challenge huh right so even they do it this picture i'm looking at it's weird the angle almost looks like that panchito has a gun to donald's head <laughs> the angle that they took this photo yeah yeah well i guess oh i see what you're saying yeah. <laughs> you see you see it yeah uh, the timing too of the picture yeah it's well, like you, you don't want to wind up like jose right maybe he shot jose and <laughs> donald's next uh, anyway, did we mention? Yeah, we did. We did mention about the horse in Merida. So never mind. Did we mention it on the show? Because I know we talked about it on chat, but that was kind of interesting to see. I did see the horse come out while I was there, but of course, so they have brought the horse back still. But anyway. you, but yeah. did they have they stopped selling balloons? <laughs> mm, I'm trying to think. No, I think they were still on Main Street. Oh, I'm sure they're still selling balloons. I mean, come on. Yeah, they were selling balloons at Disney Springs, so anyway. I mean, can't not sell balloons. Yeah. And I did watch the Epcot preview show again, and of course, seeing that they cut out Mary Poppins and Spaceship Earth, so I know, I think we mentioned that last week, but we know those two are, projects are canceled. I think... I saw something about the festival center is probably going to be changed. That very elaborate building that they were going to build. I'm sure that would be expensive. So, yeah. so they're not going to build that festival center. What are they going to do instead? Club Cool is going to be. They're going to just rebuild it <laughs> and put Club <laughs> just Cool. Just put there. it right back exactly right. the way it was. And they're going to put a Baymax meet and greet. You know things are going to get dire whenever they start putting like temporary walls back on the things they've already torn down. They're just like, yeah, it's going back the way it was. Right. You guys want a club cool? You freaked out about Electric Umbrella? Guess what? It's back. Yeah. 
We're going to put mouse gear back just the way it was. <laughs> exactly. Right. We're just going to put... Would cost just, that would cost just as much as the changes to do all this yeah. stuff. They're just going to put tarp At this point. walls and then put some merch in there and just leave it as is. Well, you know how whenever you, like, build the mural at the arts festival? Mm -hmm. They're just going to be like, we have a new attraction. (laughs) You're going to help build. (laughs) Lay brick. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that they've already got the budget factored in or got the cost factored in to everything that they were currently constructing. So right. I think it's just anything they hadn't started on, like, say, for instance, Spaceship Earth and things of that nature. Right. Mary Poppins, obviously, they had not started on that, so that was an easy call. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? What, that they... There was something else. I think there was another one at Epcot they canceled. Maybe the Festival Center. It's going to be different, but it seems like, you know, the Play, Epcot forever. play Pavilion's going to go on. The Guardians, uh, of course, is... Yeah, we're yeah. back. But Guardians is an obvious yes. Oh, yeah. When are they going to open Ratatouille? And how are they going to handle that opening in the midst of this pandemic? You know, I know that they yeah. want to they want to capitalize off of that opening. And it's very hard to do. Because yeah. that's the point of a big opening like that is to th- get a shot in the arm. Right. If I had to suspect, I think they're going to hope for a better outlook come, say, October. And yeah, like October 1. Then, that would be a good date to open it, right? The anniversary yeah. of Epcot. Since you don't have a Halloween party over at Magic Kingdom and you don't have a festival that's not already going, like it would have already been going on for a couple of months, so it's not like... Yeah, something you know, new. Right, it wouldn't be just open. Yeah. So, Although Food & Wine, you know, several booths were set up that just said, you know, coming later this fall or whatever. So they're, yeah. it's going to expand once it gets to, say, September, probably. When do you think Food & Wine's going to end? <laughs> Never. 2022? I don't know. <laughs> For a brief moment. They're going to use this as a opportunity to make Food & Wine year-round. Officially. Well, you know, not to get too far into my trip report already, but the it basically is the... Flower Food Garden and Wine Festival is what it currently is because there's all the merch is flower and garden merch that they didn't sell because they had to close. And so yeah. nothing says food and wine except a couple of signs and all the merch is still flower and garden merch. And I think the booths are pretty much still what the number of booths that they would have had for flower and garden as well. So it's essentially flower and garden slash... Food and wine, light. It's flower and garden, but with the higher profit margin, food and wine <laughs> right. festival booths. Sure. Right. Let's let's see how this goes now, right? So let's just say under normal circumstances, food and wine would be over, what, first or second week of uh, November? Yes. So there's a, there is a, usually a time in November that you could do a one-week trip, and you could get the Halloween party, the food and wine festival, and a Christmas party. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know that food and wine has gone all the way up until my birthday before, which should be, it's almost into the third week of November, but I guess it depends on when it started. But, but the, my point being is it shuts down just in time for like Christmas to happen. Mm-hmm. And then they have, what was the next one they did? The art festival. Or- we have the festival of the holidays. 
Yeah, festival holidays is Thanksgiving yeah. to New Year's. And and then you yeah, then you do Festival of the Arts. Yeah. And, and then then, then after that you go right just about go right into flowering garden. Like yeah. a two week break between that and flowering and garden. And then in the yeah. summer is usually the only time you get diet Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> but all and all of these festivals though basically include the aspects of food and wine now at this point, the way they do Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like they just all mix them together. Because, like we said, they're so profitable with all the different food yeah. booths. But my thing is, wouldn't they eventually, like, the special side of it would eventually fade and people would be just like, you know, oh, I, I don't have to go to this now. I can go in the spring <laughs> or, or I can go in the fall. I don't have to. I don't have to have this right now. I don't know. I mean, think think about the average tourist that doesn't go all the time. Like us. We go all the time. But the average tourist that doesn't go all the time, I think if you just have that festival vibe, that's a something for maybe the member of the family who was less than jazzed about some of the other parks on the other days. You know, we watched that video about the dad at Disney when he can just be like, oh my gosh, I can just walk around and Yeah. There drink. was a time period when Food and Wine Festival was a draw for the slower... Mm-hmm. Right. time of year there was September. a time that was used for that well it is it's not even it is a draw i mean basically with dvc because dvc members are a different crowd right the food and wine festival is the first thing that books up basically with the dvc members mm-hmm. people buy like that was one of the reasons riviera had the tower studio rooms that are like barely any size at all yeah, two people. but it was to tempt a bunch of people into buying 75 point contracts thinking they were going to book a tower studio every year for food and wine and ride the skyliner skyliner over but they didn't right. get jason <laughs> almost you know the availability with dvc it's for people who plan a year year and a half in advance to go to disney once and a year you know us once a year. once or twice a year at the most yeah well, if depending on how many points you can go, if you're uh, right. Pete from the Diz, you can go every month with your whatever ridiculous number of points he owns. Yeah, several thousand points or a thousand points. Are you still weighing the decision of your annual pass, even though apparently they've extended another month, even though I haven't seen that they've yet? They've extended it another month. I have until August 11th. I got the email okay. that says that up until August 11th, I can go to this website and say, I want a refund for basically all the time remaining that's on my pass Mm -hmm. with all the additions on top of it. Hmm. So I think I I would get essentially like, well, I wouldn't get that last month back, the one they just added. So I would get all the way up from essentially July, uh, July 11th when they opened or July. Yeah. All the way to May something. Wow. So I would get like a 10-month refund. Wow. That is a lot, actually. Or I could keep it, and my pass currently, I'm, I'm loading it up now, will expire on June the 9th if I don't do anything. That's with the additional month added in. So on June the 9th, my dilemma is, is I don't think I'm going anytime soon, so I think I should cancel. But they also aren't selling annual passes. So... I do think things will be better before June the 9th of next year. My thought is, are they still going to be selling annual passes, or how hard will it be? Am I going to miss out on opportunities that I won't be able to buy my way back into if I cancel now and try to just buy an annual pass next time I go? Right. 
Because that's the smart money thing to do is cancel it now. When I feel comfortable going back, just buy a new annual pass. And then I've got a full year right. um, to get that benefit. Well, especially if you get 10 months back. But I guess the gray area is not knowing when they're going to start selling passes again. Right. So that's the only thing. Because but... I do very much like having an annual pass. I like being in the club. I mean, it is expensive club. And if I do go, I would want to be able to buy an annual pass. Because as often as we go you get really good hotel discounts mm. that make it worth it fairly quickly for us. Especially right now. <laughs> but again, not everyone's going to want to go right now. Even people that are just going once a year or something, if you have a large family, just consider maybe even getting one person an annual pass because that can maybe pay for itself just in the hotel discount. Yeah. For the one person. Possibly, yeah. Just the book in that person's name, yeah. I guess they aren't sending me that since I've already gone... <laughs> I'm not getting that choice. I've already made my choice. No more options for you. <laughs> you, are, you are now mine. That's but if what. they extend it again, then I would be... Uh, Maybe. You should be July, because I'm in June. You would be July. Cause okay, so it would be mid-July. Yeah, I, mine was a, I was a January expiration. Okay, you so were a February. So it would be July then. Okay, that makes sense. That was my Chapik impersonation, by the way. He said, you are now... Mine. Sure, he's the emperor. That's what he's saying about you, Adam. Sure. In the remake of, you know, because there's all those crazy rumors, you know, that Disney's going to throw away the new trilogy because it just, you know, didn't land well. They're going to remake it. And Chapik's going to play the part of the uh, emperor in that new one. I've also seen this stuff lately, people talking about like a four hour Lucas cut of, or something like that, of Skywalker. We can talk about this. They did release the. The rankings, by the way, for 2019 theme park rankings. Ah. That's been released already. Pretty flat overall, actually. For Disney. For most everybody, believe it or not. So, I mean, it's hard to say one over the other. This is 2019 attendance. Disney's change was only 0.5% at Magic Kingdom. Disneyland Park had zero change. Tokyo Disneyland had zero change. Disney Sea also had zero change. Animal Kingdom was up 1%. So, yeah, pretty flat in comparisons to last year when they were 2% up at Magic Kingdom, 2% up at Disneyland, 7% up at Tokyo, 8% up at Disney Seas, 10% up at Animal Kingdom. And that was, you know, from 18 yeah. over 17. But this was 19 attendance over 18 attendance. And mm-hmm. pretty flat across the board, like everybody. Matter of fact, Hong Kong Disneyland was negative 15%. Well, I wonder, was that part of coronavirus concerns late last year, maybe? It's possible. Shanghai was also negative 5% over the previous year. Yeah. But interestingly enough, Hollywood Studios is the one that was interesting to me because, you know, the whole eggs in the basket they put for Star Wars, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. As I just mentioned, last year, Disney's Animal Kingdom was a 10% change on the backs of Pandora, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But this past year, Hollywood Studios, only a 2% change over 18, incre- only a 2% increase over 18 with Galaxy's Edge. It's not that surprising. If they had been able to open with Rise of Resistance, you wonder what, how would that have affected the number? Yeah. And what would it have been like this year if you know a pandemic hadn't hit after, not long after right. it was operational? So. Well, Pandora also opened in May or April, April, May. Yeah. And, you know, Galaxy's Edge opened with one ride in August, or September, actually, wasn't it? 
So yeah. late August, late August. So that's a big difference already. But it didn't draw. They still expected it to draw, obviously, or else it wouldn't have done the hours the way they did. Right. It didn't draw what they expected, still. Yeah, not what they expected, but it's still the biggest draw right now because I know as far as annual pass holders go, without a hotel reservation, Hollywood Studios is booked for August already, through August. So it's the most popular choice again, for reservations. That's with a rise. So yeah. it's all about right. Rise still. It is, yeah, because Rise didn't open until December, so it makes sense yeah. that Rise and Runaway Railway. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. Run- Runaway Railway was obviously Barely the open. most the most popular wait time, the longest wait time. Of course, with Rise, they had the boarding group still. So I was gonna say it seemed like longer, but Runaway Railway opened for like what two weeks before the parks closed. I don't even think it was that long. It was like eight was days, March nine 4th. days. Yeah. It wasn't long. I can't remember what day they actually closed. Because I remember we were not we were there only a few weeks before they closed, and when we were there, they were doing cast member previews. Yeah. Let's get to the trip report. Yeah. So wait, wait, you went to Disney World? Yes. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't ask that question. There is no why. Do or do not, there is no why. Just to start with, I'll do a kind of a overall, I felt safe overall. For the most part, there were a few occasions where there were some crowds that gathered where it kind of felt a little like, oh, I got to get out of here. But for the most part, Disney did a really good job of keeping the crowds low and separated and inside the parks. You know, it was very clear when you're in line, stand on this spot, move to the next spot when the person in front of you is moved, that kind of thing. And then everyone adhered to the mask wearing policy that i could tell you know very few exceptions there were some times where people would forget to put it back on or if they were taking a drink of water they'd forget to put it back up and cast members were very quick to remind people hey you know make sure it's above your nose those kind of things so overall i felt safe and it felt good to be back there they did a lot again it doesn't guarantee anything so my advice to anybody considering going is proceed with extreme caution especially right now i would probably not recommend going i don't think i would want to go back right now just based on how bad the numbers in florida are getting i don't want to sound hypocritical by saying that but oh sure uh, but it is a little bit like mm, i would i would consider all the people around you and your immediate family and is there anybody that you would be potentially spreading this to you know, in your immediate household or sphere of uh, people that you see on a regular basis, is it worth going and potentially spreading it to somebody that could be more vulnerable than you? In our case, we are currently quarantining while we're returned, so we're trying to stay as away from as many people as possible for the next, you know, week or so at least, especially uh, Jason, right? I'm going to say, you won't have uh, any problems yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I'm outside your house right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that's getting a little creepy. All right. So we stayed at the Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek, which is the first time we've ever stayed at that particular hotel. It is a official Walt Disney World hotel, meaning that you get the perks, you know, when there are perks. But you can link it to your My Disney Experience, which allows you to book the park reservations without 
just solely going on your annual pass if that's the ticket you have. So that helps. Obviously, you get extra days if you, you know, because you can book for your pass and for the hotel stay days. That's how we were able to get four days, even though we stayed three nights. We were able to get four park days in. So that uh, the Hilton Bonnet Creek was incredible. It was by far my favorite Hilton property. That's a Walt Disney World property, in air quotes. The uh, the other two being the Disney Springs ones. They're nice, but the Hilton Bonnet Creek was really nice, and it is right next to the Waldorf, which is also a um, Hilton property, but really good. It is a little more expensive in the turn in the fees that they throw on. There's $30 parking fee per day and a resort fee. I forgot what that was. It may have been another 30 bucks that they throw on, but uh, the price wasn't too bad. It was about 150 ish a night, something like that. So adding the extra fees, you're just like two, a little over 200 a night, something like that. I, but we loved the hotel. We thought it was really good. The room's much nicer and newer than the other two Hiltons that we've stayed at. So just throwing that out there, it's a good option. It is a little further out in the sense that it's kind of close to Caribbean Beach, but it's way in there, the road that you go to get to it. So it's not like the closest, but I did like the hotel. We went to Disney Springs right after that. The only time we visited Disney Springs was that afternoon for a couple hours, mainly because I felt like it was a little too crowded for me. I, I got a little antsy there, being there, just because it did feel a little more crowded to me. And there were much more people, you know, eating stuff, not wearing masks, kind of outside and near a lot of other people. So I didn't feel as comfortable at Disney Springs. But we did eat lunch at Chicken Guy, so I got to try Chicken Guy. I thought you had tried Chicken Guy once already. How was the line for Chicken Guy? They had a social distance line. I think there was two or three people in front of us. It wasn't bad, but there were a lot of people eating outside, and the tables weren't as spaced apart as I felt like they could have been. But it's not a very big area, so I guess you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, they didn't have tables blocked off that said, you know, don't sit here. That didn't happen at Chicken Guy. So, what sauces did you get, or how many? I got a, <laughs> I got a bunch. I got the barbecue. I got the honey mustard. I got the. Chipotle Ranch, which I think ended up being my favorite of the ones that I had. I got their sweet and sour. What was another one? That uh, was... what is it? The avocado. Avocado Ranch was it? I can't remember if it was. It's yeah. really good, in my opinion. Though. Yeah, that one was good. I think my favorite though was Chipotle Ranch. You know, it is really good in Chicken Guy. So, and it's not terribly expensive. So, it's not that bad. Go. No, it's not. So I do it's recommend actually... it. It's very reasonably priced. Yeah. So I'd recommend Chicken Guy. Yeah, we went to the Lego store too, which is very different now. They don't let the kids play with anything. So they just had the perimeter of the store had the Legos that the kids could buy. That was about it. So it was a very different experience, which, you know. Did you get any good sets? Did you get the Lego set? We didn't. My son wanted to spend his own money, and the one he wanted was like $75, so he uh, ended up buying something else. But we did go buy masks at the Marketplace Co-op area, and that was interesting. 
experience because at Disney Springs you had to go, there was this huge maze of, I guess they were expecting a really long line, but there was nobody in line that day for masks. We wandered around this backstage area, it seemed like, and I, I sent you guys the picture of the sign pointing towards the dumpsters. Uh, it said masks here. So anyway, thought that was funny. But yeah, we bought some masks and I got a phone case, got my Country Bear Jamboree phone case. And that was pretty much it. We World of Disney was a little too crowded for my taste because in the store it was hard to socially distance because people are just walking everywhere. But the checkout experience was very, you know, they had partitions up and places to stand and the line looped all the way around different sections of the store to keep people separated. So the checkout experience was good, but the shopping experience was a little much for me. Because people are just walking everywhere. And it was, I, I felt like there was too many people in the store for my comfort level. But you had a park reservation that you could have gone to Magic Kingdom. Yes. Right? And we did. So that was the next thing. We went back to the hotel and then went back to, because we had dinner at California Grill that night. So we got to Contemporary around six. So we moseyed on over. We, I guess you, you still call it riding the wave at this point. So how early did you get for your California Grill Reservation? Was, they still let you park there. <laughs> it was 7.30, and we got there about 5.45 maybe. We just walked over to Magic Kingdom for an hour. And in that hour, I mean, that was the emptiest I'd ever seen Magic Kingdom. I took several pictures there of just, like, almost nobody in the shots. And in that one hour, we did Mine Train, Small World, Peter Pan, Mermaid and Barnstormer. I think we ended with Barnstormer. And we still had time. The park was still open when we left, or as we were leaving, it was closing. When could you ever do those rides in less than an hour? And we were the only ones on Small World when we did it. And there was very few people in line for Peter Pan. So there were several occasions during this whole trip where we either had a whole ride vehicle to ourselves or, you know, there was very few people in line or... I think Mermaid, we were the only people in that entire building besides the cast members working there because the park was getting ready to close and there was just nobody back there. In Barnstormer, we rode twice because there was just nobody there. So we made it to our California Grill. After that, we walked straight back to our California Grill and we proceeded to have a three-hour dinner at California Grill. Yeah, I was checking in on you during that dinner. I'm like, are they ever going to leave the California Grill? <laughs> yeah, that was my wife's favorite dinner by far, and she never wanted it to end. So she was telling everybody, like, we want this to last as long as possible. So take your time. We're going to order appetizers. We're going to order, you know, sushi. We're going to order drinks. We're going to order the meal. We're going to order dessert. Just spread it out as far as, as much as you can because... She enjoyed it that much. So, yeah, it was three-hour dinner, and the kids were kind of melting down at the end, so we had to hurry up and get out of there at that point. But we could have made it last longer if it was just the two of us, probably. But uh, it was a great dinner. That was, again, California Grill, still my favorite restaurant on property currently, and it was great. We had a great view, even though there were no fireworks. And, you know, we got seated right away, too. <laughs> was going to ask about that. Did you get seated on time? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have any issue getting seated like we did a year ago. Of course, we didn't have a group of 11, either. I think that makes a big difference. So how many free Fast Passes did you get? <laughs> yeah. 
zero because they don't have any. There's just none right now. So the next day, because we didn't have to get up early, that's another reason why we did a very long dinner at California Grill, because we didn't have to get up early. It was Hollywood Studios. They didn't open until 10, and we showed up around 10, 15, because for one... I will say this, the rope drop, if you're going to try to go when the park opens, the crowds leaving the parking lot and headed to the checkpoints, they don't, like, people just treat it like they treat it any other day. It's like, I don't know if you just forget where you are or forget what's going on in the world, but everyone just clustered, and that kind of drove me nuts. Anytime you're outside of the park, nobody's socially distanced. When we left Magic Kingdom on our last day, we were on the ferry boat, and everyone just rushed off the boat at the same time, just like always. And we just had to wait, and we waited until everybody got off, and we were the last ones off the boat, because everyone just, like cattle again, it's just like, rush off this one exit. And uh, that was the, the only thing that I would say was something that I don't know how Disney can deal with that, but... It's the same way when people were parking. Yeah, they would space the cars out. But people, when they get out of their cars and start walking to the front of the park, everyone just sort of went together. And it's like, come on, space out, people. <laughs> like, people would just come up on us. And it's like, stop. <laughs> Stay away. Like, go a different direction. Like, you can pass us, but don't pass right by us, you know. So I don't know how you avoid that because in the parks, people know where they're supposed to be. So it helps there. But anyway, I don't know what they do about that. Mm, I guess we just have to educate people on how important it is to stay six feet apart. Yeah, I guess. Let's see. What do we do at Hollywood Studios? The first thing we did was Smuggler's Run. I think we went straight to that. And pretty short wait. I think it was maybe 20 minutes or maybe even less than that. You, the Hondo animatronic was not operational. It was covered, and they did the video screens. You didn't really even stop in that room except to wait in line. And then the the pre-show or the the room with the chessboard, you sort of walked through that room with social distancing. They had markers on the floor, and they didn't hand out passes for the pilots and all that stuff they just said how many are in your group okay you're gonna go in this you know they called your group so the four of us because there was four of us got to ride you know just us so that was fun so we had a good time on smuggler's run and after that we did you know toy story land we did mania and uh, saucers at that point and then this is where we got lucky. After we did that, we headed over to the Runaway Railway because we knew it was closed on the app. It was down, and we got lucky that right after we got over there, we kind of sat on a bench nearby, kind of observing the cast members, and all of a sudden they opened the ropes and people started heading over there. So we jumped in line, and... They explained to us that the ride was still down, but they were expecting it to open again. And then at some point they evacuated the inside of the queue for some reason. And they said that they have to reroute the queue so everyone has to get out and get back in. <laughs> so it, we ended up getting in ahead of where we would have been had we just stayed in the queue 
and nothing had happened. So we got lucky that we got inside the building because it was really hot at that point, and most people were standing out in the sun because there was hardly any shade. When the line got over like an hour, the, there was zero shade for the start of the line. It was miserable. Oh, so you mean it's like Toy Story Land. Yeah, basically, yeah. And of course, because they're social distancing the line, the line was like wrapped around the entire courtyard in front of Chinese theater. It's just ridiculous uh, how long that queue got. But of course, because you had to space people out. So we got lucky when they you know, evacuated the queue and re-let people in because we were able to get back in. And within two or three minutes, we were inside the building. And then the ride shut down again. And so apparently we found out that if you're in the final room when the ride went down, they would give you a pass to come back in whenever it came back up. So you could go straight through like the fast pass line. But what happened was they had evacuated that room and they, the people in the other room, they said, sorry, you know, you're close, but you can't get a return pass, but you're welcome to stay here. We don't know when the ride's going to be back up, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, 20 minutes later, the ride reopened. And before all the people who got the return passes could come back, we basically walked straight onto the ride, you know, because there was a handful of people that stayed in the queue uh, inside the building because it was air-conditioned and wait for the ride to reopen. And it did, and we walked straight on the ride, and the ride, it's like we literally walked straight on the ride, and front row, right behind Goofy, it was fantastic. And I, I thought the ride was really good. I enjoyed Runaway Railway quite a bit. It was a whole lot of fun, especially the Daisy's dance studio part and the part with the tornado and the whirlwind and stuff. That was that was really fun. We wanted to do it again. We were hoping that when we got off the ride that we could jump right back in line and maybe not wait too long. But by the time we got off the ride, which was like five minutes later, the line was already outside in the courtyard again. It was, you know, listed as 70 minutes, so... It's like, dang, we're not going to wait out in the blazing sun at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Having uh, been on it, could you <laughs> tell or could you see some of the remnants of the great movie ride at all? Like, could you tell where you were? Was that it- was the hardest part because it was so fast and we were rushed on the ride so quickly. It was hard for me to get my bearings because I was trying to take it all in and see everything because there was so much to see. I felt like the last room did remind me of that last part where you viewed the screen and it showed different clips from all these movies. It felt like that room, but I, because we exited the way you used to exit Great Movie Ride, so it felt like that was where you, the final room, but other than that, I couldn't tell where I was because it was so... There was so much going on that it was hard to get my bearings in there. Um, Based on the layouts I've seen, I don't think that's it, though. And I, that's the thing. I couldn't tell because everything, we were twisting and turning so much, and you know the ride vehicles move independently, so it was really hard to, to tell where I was um, because so much was going on at, during the ride. So it was, it was a lot of fun, though. I wish we could have done it again. Also, I tried to get a boarding group for Rise. I missed the morning one because we didn't get there at 10, and then the 1 p.m. one was gone, like, immediately. As soon as I tried to pick our four people in our group, it was just, it was gone. It seemed like the ride was down a lot. So, didn't get to do Rise again. 
But we did Slinky Dog after that, and then we left and went back to the hotel because it was hot. So that was our Hollywood Studios day. I will say, though, we did see the Mickey Shorts Theater that got our picture in the front of the Potato Land sign, which was really cool. You sat down in your Mickey Shorts? Yeah, I did. It was fun. That's an exclusive video, too, isn't it? Or like exclusive uh, short, I should say. It is, yeah. Making Minnie go on vacation at Walt Disney World, which is kind of cool. So they leave their California home. Were they wearing masks? (laughs) They weren't, actually, no. Uh, this was pre-pandemic right <laughs> i guess i should say before we went to the hotel we did ride the skyliner for funsies so we took it from hollywood studios to caribbean beach and then we took it to epcot and back even though we couldn't go into epcot <laughs> we still went so, over there and came back how many how many times on this trip did you ride the skyliner for fun versus <laughs> the number of times you rode the monorail for fun? two to one two to one <laughs> thank you you rode the monorail for fun we did, yeah. When we went to Magic Kingdom the second time, we just decided, eh, let's just ride the monorail around. Was so, it because of the poll question that you did that? No, actually. My wife wanted Except to ride the subconsciously. monorail. Subconsciously. No, she she chose the monorail. I was like, we could do the ferry boat, but she chose the monorail. She's like, let's do that. I, I, she loves the monorail. So that night, we decided to go to Olivia's for dinner and check out Old Key West. That was my first time going over there. So, So proud of my daughter. Uh, not even two years old <laughs> yeah great rest- great restaurant. restaurant tell her tell her she has a great restaurant <laughs> <laughs> the fried chicken of course is what you're supposed to get when you go there so i had to order that and it was good the gravy with the fried chicken and the potatoes the potatoes were really good the biscuit tasted like a frozen biscuit you'd buy at the grocery store and the green beans were eh, you know but the chicken and the potatoes and the gravy incredible so it's worth going for the chicken I would go back there. It was really good. It's worth the the trip over to Old Key West for that restaurant. And the funny thing was the same cast member, not the server that we had, but the person that sat us at the table, we saw the next night at the Grand Floridian Cafe, which was interesting. So I guess they're shuffling folks around, or maybe that's normal that they shuffle cast members around. It probably is currently. Yeah, maybe that's what they do, but... She was like, I know you guys. Were you, were, didn't I see you somewhere? And I'm like, yeah, Olivia's last night. What'd you <laughs> say to that? She was like, oh, yeah, I do remember you guys. Because she remembered our youngest, you know, because he was singing uh, very loudly at the table at the time. So uh, she remembered that. So Saturday was Magic Kingdom. The crowd level was more on Saturday than it was Thursday. Of course, when we went on Thursday, it was like the last hour of the day. But the crowd level was higher on Saturday morning throughout the day Saturday, too. There were more waits. Like, we waited for Peter Pan quite a bit. Big Thunder. I didn't get to ride Splash. I did want to ride it one more time. But again, I'll probably get another chance to ride it in its current state. What else did we do? Oh, uh, the relaxation station over by Frontierland. I spent some time there. That's where you could take your mask off. That was one of the designated areas where you could sit, take your mask off. So I felt relatively safe over there because they spread the tables out big time in that area. It's it's over behind Pecos Bills and uh, what used to be the Fry's stand. I'm trying to think of what that little stand is called, but it was closed. My youngest, while we were waiting on the rider swap, they were doing Big Thunder. I took him on Pirates with me, and we had the entire boat to ourselves. 
And I think it just happened that way because they were loading odd numbers and even numbers. And it just so happened that they put us in the middle because guests had just gotten off rows one and five, I guess it was. And so they put us in row three. And because guests had just gotten off those two, they didn't put anybody else in those other rows. So we ended up in the middle of the boat by ourselves riding pirates, which was very different. Never had a boat to myself on pirates. I think that was a first for sure. I had a few experiences like that where, you know, we had our own test track car uh, too. So very unique experiences, I'll say for sure. No mission space? No, I didn't do mission space. Definitely didn't do that one. <laughs> we talked about that last week. I wasn't about to do that one. We did discover, though, that they do let you you do one car to a group or a family or what have you. Right. So. And that makes sense. So if they didn't do that, I would be stunned. Right. Yeah, because it's such a tight quarters there. I, I don't. Even if you were on opposite ends, uh, it's still way too close. So we took my two-year-old on Mine Train, by the way, twice. He didn't love it, but he didn't hate it. That's kind of my feelings. Right. <laughs> he kept saying that it was scary, but yet he kept singing the song, you know. He was saying hi-ho afterwards, so he liked it, but he didn't love it, I guess. I was mentioning before the show that we did Jungle Cruise, but there was a lightning delay that ended up lasting way longer than I think it should have, but it was like an hour delay and we were just kind of hanging out in the Jungle Cruise queue because there was nothing else open in the area. And we didn't want to go across the park in the rain to do something in Tomorrowland. So we just hung out in the Jungle Cruise queue for a while. If the noises in the queue are the same, then that's <laughs> got to be maddening to hang out in the Jungle Cruise. We heard the same fake announcements uh, like every yeah. 10 minutes or so, but it was still fine. It wasn't a big deal. Not as bad as being trapped and say, oh, I don't know. What's, what's the most repetitive the seas. we can think of? <laughs> the seas with Nemo and friends at the it's end. It's a big blue yeah. world. But that's not in the queue. Terrible. I was talking about the queue. Yeah. It's a big blue <laughs> world. So we did do Buzz Lightyear, by the way. Thinking about who had gone on this before and how often do they clean it. And I was like, Ugh. But we did it. And I got to say, it's the cleanest I've ever seen Buzz Lightyear. Ever. Like, everything was spotless clean and usually the floor is filthy dirty the ride vehicles have like empty water bottles in them and you know they're just okay you're taking it a little too far there <laughs> I, am i really though i mean it's yes, usually filthy but it is it was bad. like super clean and even touching the laser blasters it was like this is like the cleanest it's ever felt to me it's usually like wet, you know, from someone else's hand sweat. You know what I'm saying? It was not. Okay. Like it was, it felt clean. I was like, wow, okay. It's, they're actually cleaning the ride like they should be doing normally. But the funny thing was that I maxed out my score in the first room because the ride briefly broke down right in front of one of the targets that I know is very high point value. And so I just went bang, 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 bang and... I had max score before even uh, the ride started moving again. And it was only down for maybe 15 seconds. So so did you just cruise after that? Yeah. My on-ride photo is me doing the chewy pose with my hands behind my back. So my you didn't head. pull anyone's arms out of their sockets? No, I didn't. Because I didn't lose. <laughs> so that was fun. You know, when you went straight to Buzz Lightyear, I couldn't help but think. I was like, you know, when I said what would be in the one I was talking about, another cue that would be like torture. That would be it right there. 
But as soon as you just happen to walk right into it. Blue world. <laughs> Here, don't do that. Well, they've reconfigured the queue so that you go by Buzz first now instead of last. But also, there was like five people in line in front of us. There was like no waiting. We walked straight onto the vehicles. So, I bet you make the comment that that's not Tim Allen every time you pass him, don't you? <laughs> not every time, but sometimes. It's obvious that it's not. I'm trying to think if I've ever been in line with you in that and you haven't mentioned it. Yeah. So after that, we did Speedway and I did Space Mountain by myself. And there's two things where in two rides back to back where the people behind us did not socially distance. Like they didn't stand on their marker when they were supposed to. And we had to gently remind them. Now, in Space Mountain, I will say the cast member stepped in and was like, guys, back up. Because in both cases, it was teenage kids, or actually in the Tomorrowland Speedway, it was younger than teenage kids that weren't weren't paying attention and just, just, you know, they had to be reminded. But the teenagers behind me in Space Mountain, the, the cast member was really getting on to them because they, they would... They would listen, but then the next time they would not do it again. And he was like, guys, back up, you know, stand back. So there are incidences where those kind of things happen. That happened two rides back to back. It just so happened. And the other thing, you know, that I mentioned before was when there's people outside the park, you know, they can cluster. You know how long the exit to Space Mountain is. That was another occasion where you know people walk slow some people walk fast you know and nobody stayed apart you know people would just cluster again and pass people and that kind of thing so another thing that it's just how do you do that with the exit queue so long and so many people you know exiting you just can't keep people apart i guess enough and and it's kind of narrow too you know so there, was, there were a few incidences like that where, you know, you have to... Because I wasn't thinking about the Executive Space Mountain when I got on it. I was just thinking it was a five-minute wait, and I wanted to just walk around on Space Mountain. But then when you get off the ride, it's like, oh, shoot, i got to walk a mile, and people are not not paying attention. So I say Space Mountain's entry queue and exit queue are a claustrophobic, an out-of-shape yeah. claustrophobic worst nightmare. Right. Well, at least on the entrance queue, they had markers on the floor where you could stop if you saw somebody in front of you. But the exit queue, you know, you can't do that, obviously. So, kind of weird. So now they're going to have markers for exit. You would think (laughs) people would just keep walking, especially since there's nothing worth seeing. Right. But, of course, it's such a long exit queue that, you know, some people walk slower than others. And then the, the teenagers that were behind me just blew by trying to go, you know, get out as fast as they could and they were just dodging people and you know some people walk too slow some people have kids that are stopping and looking at stuff and you know it's like you can't just stop and when there's people behind you that aren't stopping you know so yeah things like that there's a few occasions where got a little crazy for dinner that night though we ended up at grand floridian cafe because that was the only thing open at grand floridian right now uh, the only restaurant it was fine, you know, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was interesting because the Grand Floridian was as empty as I've ever seen it. 
obviously the hotel itself isn't open right now. It's just the DVC part, and then the NBA players seem like are in the outer buildings because they had a wall, and I saw the little barbershop that they had set up out there, the sign for it, NBA barbershop. So they had that out there. But there was very few people in the restaurant itself. Mostly, I guess, people from the DVC walked over to eat, it seemed like. And the food was fine. You know, it's not great. It's Grand Florida Cafe. It's their kind of their bottom-rung restaurant. I had their Impossible Burger. It was all right. So, let's see. The, the last day was the next day, and it was Epcot. And we did the Food and Wine Festival. But we pretty much did every ride at Epcot that we could do... I think, except Mission Space. I think that was the only ride we didn't do. I was going to say, you pretty much closed Epcot down on your day you're supposed to be traveling <laughs> yeah. home. Right. Are you still at Epcot? <laughs> Maybe. Our goal was to leave at 3 p.m. and we left at 7.30. So that's... And what time did Epcot close? Are they still doing 9? Yeah. So you practically did. <laughs> well, they didn't open until 11 a.m. So 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. So we... Checked out of our hotel. We had breakfast, checked out of our hotel, packed everything up, and drove over to Epcot. And uh, we're like, yeah, let's we'll leave by 3. And we walked in, and I think we went straight to Frozen because it was still a short wait at that point. And we did Frozen. Then we did, I think we got a few things from the Mexico food and wine booth. And then we did Grand Fiesta Tour. Those sangrias are pretty strong. So we did that and then really enjoyed Grand Fiesta Tour with uh, Jose. He was still there at that point. <laughs> no, did you enjoy, really enjoy the Grand Fiesta Tours because the sangrias were strong? Yeah, we, it was fun. It was just fun <laughs> either way. And then we did Canada Far and Wide. We went over and did that one and watched that show. It was good. You know, that we there was two other people in there with us. That was it. Two, literally two other people. And, besides uh, Eugene Levy and uh, what's her name? Catherine O'Hare. Yeah, Catherine O'Hare yeah. besides them. <laughs> right. Right. Well, they weren't actually there either, but uh, we enjoyed it. Got some really good pictures of an empty Canada pavilion, which was pretty cool. What else? Oh, we saw the cavalcades. You know, Mickey and Minnie got to ride in on a car, and then the princesses were in like a carriage, horse drawn carriage going around World Showcase, and that's got to be miserably hot because they started at the between Norway and China and went all the way around back to Norway and China. So I don't know how they handled that on a 95-degree day. But no no double-decker bus, though? No, I didn't see the bus back. Mm -mm. I think it's been out, though. I swore I've seen it in another video. Well, I, th it may have, I know they did it at Magic Kingdom for the rainy day cavalcade, but... I don't know if they But I mean the World Showcase bus. Yeah. That they used to have right, semi regular. Yeah. yeah, back before there were people in Epcot. I don't know. But as far as food and wine, the big standout to me was Japan Pavilion. They had the tempura shrimp, which for it was like eight bucks and it was like a pound of food. It was like the biggest dish I've ever seen at a food and wine festival. This bowl was like five six inches deep or something. And it had rice and tempura shrimp and then a, like a potato cake with a sauce on it. It was delicious. That was probably the standout to me. But after that, we did Soren in the Land. And we did, against my wishes, we did Seas with Nemo and Friends. 
<laughs> because now you can get to Spaceship Earth quickly, we went and did Spaceship Earth after that. We had to wait for them to clean the ride vehicles for Spaceship Earth. I'm not sure how they clean an Omnimover like that. but and So you have done everything except the best ride. Imagination. Oh, oh that's right. Okay, so we didn't do that either. <laughs> so we, I had forgotten that that was still a ride. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't do that one. <laughs> That's because you lack imagination, Adam. Yeah, sure, I probably do. But I, I'll tell my weird test track experience because it was down while we were at the seas, so that's why we decided let's just go do Spaceship Earth. It was still down. By the time we got off Spaceship Earth, it was back up, and it said 20-minute wait. So I'm like, okay, let's go over there and, and do it. It's not too bad. We got in line. We walked straight to the, almost to the front, like, it was definitely not a 20-minute wait, but I sent you guys the picture of, like, we got, within five minutes, we were the next ones on, and then the ride goes down again, and it sits there for about five minutes. They get it back up, so they load us on. We get to the seatbelt check. We're the, I think, two cars back from being the seatbelt check, so we moved, like, five feet from the loading platform, and it goes down again. A cast member comes over and just like, hey, you guys all right? All right. Hopefully we'll get it back up in a minute. We get to the seatbelt check, and it seemed like it had stopped again, but it within a couple minutes started moving. We got to the first brake test, and we started moving quickly, and then the ride just sort of coasted. And then we hit, obviously, a, a block section, and we like almost whiplash stopped. <laughs> And that was kind of scary because you could still hear the sound effects of the brakes squealing and the even though we had stopped long before that had happened. So that was kind of weird. And I was starting to get a little nervous because of how abruptly that stopped. Five or ten minutes later, it comes back up and we go through and we get to the part right before the truck. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're doing that kind of road test, right? You know, that part where you kind of driving through the road. And then it kind of slowed down. And then we were just like coasting down that hill, like literally coasting. And then we got to the truck and it just did another one of those like immediate halts. And then the truck sound effect was delayed. It was off, you know, timing was off. And uh, and then the sound effect happened again while we were just sitting there. It was just like, meh, meh, <laughs> as we were just sitting there. So it was kind of weird. Did it scare you the second time? It did. Well, it was a little startling because all of a sudden the truck lit up again and it was like, ah, you know, and we're sitting there. <laughs> uh, we were actually just past the truck when it happened. But and but I was genuinely like, okay, if this happens on the track where we're going like 65 miles an hour, is it going to like abruptly stop? I'm sure they have some sort of measure in place where you're not going to like fly out of the car because you're, you know, stopping from 60 miles an hour to zero. But in my head, I was just like, okay, this ride is broken down three times since we've gotten on it. What's going to happen when we're out there on the track? But it didn't break down again after that. So thankfully. Like Adam, I think Adam was thinking like, is are we doing a challenge right now? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if we did, I would have been like, yeah, I, I'm going to get evac'd off of test track. So. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it, it was because that last breakdown was much longer and i was like okay we're gonna get evac'd off a test track so you're like it's haunted mansion all over again yeah exactly so that was a weird test track experience for sure we got our own car to ourselves so i guess that was cool 
just to mention that you know the test track part you obviously walk through the the car room where you design your car just like haunted mansion you walk through the stretching room that was kind of weird i did video that walking through the stretching room was kind of a weird they changed the audio to just say you know let's continue our little tour as you oh, just like continuously says that yeah basically when you walk through it yeah we'll continue our little tour yeah as you're going through the stretching room that's over already stretched and uh they bypass that turnaround too of the queue and haunted mansion you know where you go all the way to the end and turn around and come all the way back they you just went from the stretching room straight to the ride loading it'll be interesting to see how they handle that when disneyland opens yeah yeah are they just gonna like you said rappel down the elevator shaft yeah they're just gonna have it halfway it's like everybody jump (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we rode the skyliner again and then we left and drove home and got home at 2 30 in the morning so there you have it your trip in a nutshell yeah, in a very big nutshell. I told you just get a hotel. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Were you, did you, was it rough? Was it? Nah, it wasn't that it? bad. We we switched turns driving back. It wasn't too bad. And the traffic wasn't that bad. It took uh, six hours and 15 minutes to get back home, so it wasn't too bad. I wouldn't want to do that nowadays, just saying. Uh, my days, yeah. I'm beyond that. You're above that. I'm above that now. <laughs> So overall, like I said, I don't know that I would highly recommend going right now, especially the current condition that Florida's in. But as far as Disney goes, they did better than most as far as... Better than most. Yeah, exactly. Better than most as far as protecting you know people and doing the most they could. But there's going to be isolated things where people aren't going to pay attention or they forget to put their mask back up, those things. So just be aware and do the best you can. Like the crowd levels were great. It felt good, but it's still a very different experience. So if you really miss it that badly and you're able to take the risk, just know that you are taking a risk and Disney's not going to be able to protect you completely. I felt genuinely safe most of the time. So So did Disney continue to do a good job, as they always do, with social distancing you from your money? (laughs) Yes, because they offered a 30% discount for annual pass holders on merch. So we ended up (laughs) buying way more than we normally would have as far as merch goes. Yeah, they've been doing that for years. Well, the 30% felt like a great thing until you're like, you know, I bought, uh, I, I, you know, I bought my Kyber crystals and it still cost $30 to get three of them, even though it would have cost 45 uh, It was oh, like yeah, 33 to come across a rare. Yeah, that's right. When I, I got a red Kyber crystal at Doc Ondar's and it opened it up and it's the rare black Kyber crystal and has a little note in there that looks like a fortune cookie note that says uh you've found something really rare and all that so it's a very valuable piece of plastic actually it's a very valuable stone yeah a rare one Uh, so something i i will mention really quickly is the hand sanitizers most rides had them before and after you exited the ride but something i noticed was there would be a pool of like gel of hand sanitizer at the bottom underneath it there was like this little tray like a drip tray to catch and almost all of them had this like big pile of hand sanitizer because people were either too impatient to wait for the thing to dispense the 
hand sanitizer or in some cases they were out of hand sanitizer or they had very little left you could tell but overall disney did a really good job of keeping plenty of hand sanitizer available before and after each ride and uh, there were multiple occasions where you know they announced they were stopping the ride to clean every ride vehicle like uh, seven dwarfs mine train and slinky dog both times i was in line you know they apologized and said we're going to clean every ride vehicle and we're going to run them all through empty to dry them out you know because they would spray them with this liquid uh sanitizer or, or whatever you want to call it to kill the germs so they would run all the roller coaster trains empty to kind of dry them out to before they put more people in them but it didn't take long they they were pretty quick at doing that they're doing a lot i think it's good they had partitions in a lot of the queues that where there were turnbacks and you know they did a lot it is overall pretty safe but there's also risk i, I don't want to downplay that you know it's a, still a huge risk right now and i i just think people should be be aware of that i'm glad that i went but at the same time i was able to take that risk i had the ability to quarantine afterwards i have the ability that you know there's nobody in my immediate family with major health risks that you know we could go and do this and quarantine and you know come back and so i, I you know i i say extreme caution anybody to uh, who's considering going right now so with that i want to wrap up and we'll end the show i do miss going and yeah i got to live a little vicariously through you yeah um, and i'll right. see you again in uh, about i don't know 10 <laughs> 12 days more so. days 10 more 10 days 12. whatever i'm gonna say at least one more show right one more show and then we'll be able to see each other in person again so if you want to keep up with us there's lots of ways to do that but one of those ways is our website which is travelingwiththemouse.com and you can email us which is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com and if you want to help support the show you can do a patreon patreon.com slash twtm podcast we are on social media on facebook twitter and instagram that is all at twtm podcast we have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise, and that does include masks currently. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. So for John, Jason, and myself, this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip. Hey, hey no. Adam. Adam, yeah. can, you, can you take a few steps back, please? Oh, sorry. Am I crowding you? Am I crowding your headphones? I'm not feeling so good. I think uh, I think you gave me COVID through the speaker.